the music is going on and we're worshiping. I don't know if you heard it. I'm like, Lord, I hate him. I okay, I just I hate him. Like, oh, I hate when he does this. And I go, I don't want to touch him. So I, I'm just gonna give him a hug. So I just start hugging him, and he's not hugging me back. And then he's like, "This is demonic." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, <laughs> we have been preaching a gospel that is focused on man, man sins, what man must do to be saved, what man must do to overcome his own weakness. They come looking for a God-centered gospel that brings freedom but they aren't finding it because it's centered on what they must do, and it's not working. So they leave. Leave the church, leave the faith, leave God. This whole time though, the solution is simple. Return to a gospel centered on Jesus. This alone will revive us from within and awake the sleeping giant that is the global church. What began as a simple gospel has turned into a brave movement. It's not starting. It's already begun. It's not about getting Christians back into the church. It's about reviving the church through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And what is the result? A company of burning hearts ready and willing to transform the world. Hey everyone, welcome to the Braveheart podcast and welcome to this season that we're calling The Gospel on the Move, where we're really just diving into what it has looked like for us as the Braveheart family to live out the gospel message. And in this episode, Peter sits down with Aaron and Alzavian and they talk about what challenges arise when you're in a close community and how you overcome those relational conflicts. I truly believe that this message is a now word for our generation and for the church. So listen closely and enjoy. Um, all right. Hey, welcome. We're here. Two of my favorite people on the planet, Alzavian T. Jones and Aaron Tedeschi. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I was like, wait, you That confused me. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> well. Hey, so people see people see a lot of the joy. They see a lot of the fun. These guys laugh a lot. Um, but we want to shine a light. Um, you guys are all getting kind of a little anesthetic Uh-oh. for your hearts. <laughs> That's what you're all. Um, but it's not all Anastasia. fun and games. Uh, this work of the gospel, it, there's a serious um, aspect to it behind the scenes, and it manifests publicly in power. Um, one of the things we want to testify and talk about in this episode uh, is our journey to Philadelphia and the Come to the Table event, National Communion. What, what's, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Just thinking about where we're going. <laughs> Oh, okay. So National Communion Celebration, July 3rd in Philadelphia. Um, as we were praying for this, um, as, as evident here, um, we don't have a massive marketing budget. And so as we prayed, we said, Lord, um, how do you want us to prepare for this communion service? And I, I really felt like um, there's that scripture in Corinthians where Paul says, he's telling the Corinthians, he says, you yourselves are our letter of recommendation written not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. Hmm. And as I thought about going into Philadelphia and really wanting to connect with churches, wanting to make sure that we honor the local church of Philadelphia as the spiritual authority over that region, 
I, I felt led to send like spies. I use that term very loosely, but, but you two, um, Stephanie was there as well, uh, a, a contingent, a group of people who have been running with us, who have the gospel written on their hearts, who carry our DNA, who could go ahead and you guys were in essence our marketing campaign mm-hmm. and the small team that was with you. Um, and so your assignment was to go connect with churches, serve them, bless yeah. them, represent our heart, share the vision yeah. um, to the city of brotherly love. Uh, <laughs> you guys have recently become roommates within the last yeah. six months. Um, you have been on a lot of assignments together this summer. I want y'all to talk about the dynamic of the challenges you faced in cultivating brotherly love, uh, because we represent this gospel message that is the billboard for loving one another, regardless of race, regardless of background, regardless that, that our connection is the faith of the gospel. And so we say that intellectually, we celebrate that, we high five that in Bible studies, but this summer you guys got to put that to the test. Hmm. Um, Aaron, I'll start with you. What was that like? Um, you you moved in with this guy. You're used to being alone. Y'all are very similar, yet you're also very different. So true. Um, <laughs> describe describe <laughs> for you um, some of the challenges that you faced, and how how the gospel allowed you to walk through that, and what was the result? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty I'm pretty much a creature of habit. I have a lot of rhythms. And so I think I'm also pretty adaptable, but I think we didn't really know each other like actually when we became roommates. We kind of knew yeah. each other in the spirit. Um we had done life with each other for a few months with you and so we were kind of just strangers moving into this place together. <laughs> um, and so there was just a lot of adapting and like kind of dying to myself. Like, okay, this is kind of what I expected this to be like, but it's not. Or Put um, some meat on that bone. Okay, like just <laughs> different rhythms, different ideas of clean, different ideas of... Um, what a house should be like or just different ideas really and i think there just had to be like a not a compromise but there had to be a meeting in the middle Uh there had to be like an understanding of like well you do this like this because this and really just actually a desire to get to know one another um more and i think that helped with like growing in love for one another was as we grew in understanding mm-hmm. of one another um, beyond just like we could have remained selfish and like I think it should be done this way mm-hmm. but then I can never know Alzavian and why he does something the way he does um, which has impacted my life and like getting to know him and the way he does things has impacted the way I do things and has changed the way I do things mm-hmm. um because some ways are better and some ways are more free and there are some places in my life I couldn't see that I was bound by a law that I put over myself mm-hmm. until he was doing something in freedom I'm like oh that is a better way than what I'm doing mm-hmm. um so that was a couple ways just in being roommates mm-hmm. together 
So when it comes to Philly, though, here you are on this really big assignment, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like we're going to hold a national communion service. We 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 understood how audacious that sounded <laughs> and how kind of wild that was. And that you guys, Steph, and some of the small team that gathered, y'all were it. Y'all mm-hmm. were our marketing plan. I say marketing. We, that was God's divine strategy in preparing the ground. How how did how do you juxtapose those two of having this kind of like big assignment from mm-hmm. God and then you're confronted at times with just the everyday dynamic of being together all the time. Wow. Like how did that cause that because <laughs> I'm I'm asking this because it creates conflict yeah. because you're doing something so spiritual, so seemingly important for God. And yet there's things in your heart probably that arose to one another. Yeah, that are very real. That are real, real and yeah. probably not not super savory. Yeah. You know, for sure. and that and that could <clears throat> produce inner conflict of like, wow, I'm representing this and yet I'm feeling this. What was that and how did you walk through it? Do you want to speak to this? No, I want you, <laughs> you to, want me to go now? and then okay. I'm gonna have okay. him speak um, to it. I think there were things that I was unaware of in my own heart that I needed, I needed a brother um, mm-hmm. to be aware of them. I didn't grow up with a brother in, in like the natural. Um, so there were a lot of things that a brother relationship started to make happen in my heart, like just someone kind of pushing up against me or... Um, kind of wrestling me with thoughts and um, I honestly just wanted to be near to Alzavian and there were times where I felt like I couldn't be near and I wasn't sure why um, and there was so, I think it was because there was something in our relationship that we hadn't brought to the light there was something that needed to come to the mm-hmm. light between both of yeah. us, but we kind of danced around yeah. um, bringing so things to the light. We just wouldn't, <laughs> we would kind of like smile and love each other in the spirit. Um, but there was like, and I don't even know if we could actually put a label on what it was. There was just like, we didn't know each other. It was our stories. Yeah, it was our stories. And like, we just, we didn't know each share. other. And yeah. it, that created, attention that we would just kind of ignore mm-hmm. um and we would go throughout the day do our normal things and just kind of smile in the spirit but then like there's also this internal thing like oh he's just like <laughs> annoying me or like why is he doing that or why is he not doing that and we just honestly did not know each other um in in like real bodily like but we knew each other in the spirit deeply so there was a tension yeah we could connect in the spirit and love each other according to the spirit but so there was just a real tension um that that we didn't really we couldn't address it until it came to the light that we didn't know each other Mm -hmm. and there was that we were annoyed with one another really Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you speak oh, to this. That's so good. Yeah. But I, you're acknowledging something. You were unified in the spirit, yet you were disconnected 
in heart, mm -hmm. in the natural. Mm -hmm. And that disconnection was, sounds like you keep alluding each other's story, mm -hmm. where you come from. You, you started off by saying, I didn't know him, which that's probably not how you started. You probably weren't frustrated going, well, I don't know him. That's why I'm frustrated. Yeah. You're probably just frustrated. And then God helped you, fathered you and realized, hey, the reason I'm frustrated is because I don't know him. And so you're acknowledging a sense of like, you're coming low, you're coming humbly, mm -hmm. and you guys have walked through this. But this is so, this conversation I think is so important. And, and I think prophetic and in a prophetic message from our gathering in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly mm. love, you guys go there and you get tested oh, wow. with brotherly tested. love. And for those of you who don't know, 1 Peter 1, 22, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly mm. from a pure heart. So what was happening was you were unified in external assignment of, hey, we got to do something for Braveheart. We got to prepare for this national communion. You guys were lockstep. It was the it was the pure heart that was being exposed towards one another. Yeah. And I want to just I want you to share, but yes. I want to highlight this. I want to like emphasize this, okay? Because there's a lot of people who they're comfortable doing things in the spirit, and yet. They don't mm. actually carry brotherly love wow. towards yeah. one another. And this is something that we're not so we're not professionals at. Like yeah. we are learning how to do this, but I think we're exploring this. And I yeah. it's not just brothers, it's brothers and sisters. Brotherly love, sisterly love. So this is something we're aspiring to. Yeah. And I believe this is a message for the body of Christ that we need to we need to practice brotherly love. Yeah, for one, I mm. want to say to that that there was someone that we were walking close enough with yeah. to have that kind of a wrestle. I don't know that a lot of people in the body of Christ are walking close enough with people. Yeah. If you just to see actually them on Sunday. Have, yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's, I'm so thankful that there's someone that I have been walking close enough with to have that kind of a wrestle, that tension with, because in the past there wasn't. Mm hmm. So good. Um, so what was that like from your perspective this summer in Philadelphia, yeah. city of brotherly love here? You're with your brother on assignment. I totally got encountered by God. Um, walk us through it from the, from the beginning <laughs> to the end. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, um, <laughs> don't give us the dessert before you, before the mess that was made in the gotcha. kitchen yeah. so that people understand. There was a lot of cooking a, in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, there's a lot of cooking in the kitchen. It's um, messy, and people mm -hmm. need to understand that because they see you worshiping on stage, and you're singing There's a Freedom Over America, <laughs> and you're all happy and joyful. You're freaking wrecking shop with all the bubbas around town. Guys coming up to me saying, this man changed my life in two weeks. Yeah. They're like, Alzavian Jones changed my life. And they're seeing all this stuff, and there's all this fruit, and yet I know the battle you guys were fighting internally mm -hmm that we don't talk about and that most people so don't good. even want to, they don't even want to be close enough because they don't even want to fight that battle. We made it. <laughs> and it's worth celebrating. It's true. So true. And there's a joy, there's a joy on the other side of it. But, but this is so important guys, because most people don't want to live close enough, walk close enough. They'd rather just do ministry together. Mm. That we could have gone and yeah. done Philly and done ministry together and like let's not talk about this. 
And we mm. could have on the wow. external, everything would have looked the same. Yeah. But part of the view, the beauty and the victory of Philadelphia was what took place internally. The love that our team had for one another on that day, mm -hmm. the, the genuine Order. joy and fellowship that we had in doing that event together. Yeah. It wasn't like we were just a bunch of people doing something like we actually that was the best part of the day mm -hmm. yeah. was who we were doing it with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's multiplied since that day. Yes. <laughs> so from your perspective, share how All that right. went. So and then we're going to, of course, we folks. we heard the story of how we lived together and and this is. Yeah. I just go there that day, the week we were there it, literally for two weeks. We were in this place and we were meeting up with pastors and I did have a conviction of like, this is brotherly love. I should be loving. I should be loving. I should be loving. I should be loving Aaron. I should, like, I knew what I but should. But you weren't? I, yeah, I guess it was just this, this thing in me that was trying to, like, I was trying to, this is what the Lord, I was trying, I was asking God, Lord, give me love to love Aaron. But what were you, you were frustrated with? I him. was frustrated. Yeah, there was a lot of frustration. Just was, why? Things he was doing, saying. Yeah, the things he would say or do. And, and I'd be like, well, man, like, bro, like, let's, you know, just certain decisions he would make and he didn't make it with me. And, and it was just like, and then and like, yeah. Love, Having to do with normal day-to-day -day yeah, life day -to -day stuff. life. When then, we're going to leave. Yeah, and then we're, when we're going to leave or if I'm going to go run or <laughs> it was just little, little things that would just irk me. And I'd be like, oh. And then like, we'll get into an argument before we meet with a pastor. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. Let me go about to call Peter. I called Peter. He was like, bro, you need to push in. You need to keep, you need to keep going. And I'm like, ah. And you get up, you know, we're in the museum and we're like, oh, that's nice. We're like, <laughs> gritting our teeth. Um, it was so awkward. But it was so, it was so the Lord. We were about to go into this meeting in the museum we were in this Uber, and the Uber ride was just weird. We kind of were, like, not addressing anything, and then we get out, and I think I was just like... You should just go I was home. Just like, I was like, yeah, bro, like, if you don't want to be here, just go home. Like, we're here to yeah. do... I was serious. I was like, we're here to do this job, and, like, if you want to be free, be free. And he was like, I don't, I don't really remember, but we just, that just kind of, like, opened the door yeah and so we I start something i'm like bro i start getting I at it da, 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 da. And, and then i i will I not like, raise actually, my I, voice I said, actually, <laughs> and we start just like <laughs> getting real tense and i get to this point where i'm like i hate yelling i'm like i don't know what to do in my brain i'm just thinking i don't know what to say i don't know what to do this is not de-escalating we're about to meet with this pastor like said, actually he's he's looking home. for us and so I just, I, I just give him a hug. I just walk up to him and I'm like, I don't want to touch him. So I, I'm just going to give him a hug. So I just start hugging him and he's not hugging me back. And then he's like, this is demonic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, just, and I'm just like hugging him and I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I'm like, I don't feel like this is demonic. Maybe I'm, maybe it is. I'm like, so then I just let go. I'm like, all right, bro. Like he's coming around the corner said, any second. Said, Are we going to go in here like this? 
I said no. I said no. And then I called. I I was like, Peter, I need to talk to you. Like, give me a second. We're in there, and I'm like, I don't want to look at none of this stuff. I'm like, it was a Bible museum. It was a Bible museum. I was like, Junji Lake's handwriting is right there. I'm like, that's so cool, but I'm so mad. And Peter is like, fresh sand. You need to keep yeah. on going. The enemy wants you to retreat back. Keep going. So okay. Go in there. And I'm like, that's so real. Yeah, it was crazy. And the Man. guy was like, where, where did Alzavian go? And like, I'm just trying to play it cool. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I know he's on the phone with Peter right now. <laughs> um, and my perspective was, man, like the two weeks go by and, and I'm like, I'm fed up with this. I need help, God. Like, give me love for Aaron. Like, give me love. And I'm running. This is that run I was on. And he was like, you need to be yourself. I was like, what's that mean? Be myself. So I'm like, you know, you get a word, you just post it on Instagram, be yourself. <laughs> Put it on your bio, which is still on my bio, be yourself. Uh, and I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> you didn't let it bake. Yeah, I didn't let it bake. I didn't roast that thing. I just put it up there. The guy spoke to me. I knew it was him. I was running. And I heard him. So then I, I, I go home and I'm putting on love. Songs about love. All I need is you. Uh, you love me, oh how you love me, and I'm just like I'm like listen to all these what songs. Was it? I don't know. Uh, you, you love, oh how he loves, he loves us, me. Oh, he so loves I'm like yeah, I'm trying to get baked in love, you know, <laughs> so I can love Aaron, you know. And so the Lord's like, mm-hmm. I was like, God, I need I need help. He's like, Alzavian, you're boasting against the truth. Never heard how that connects to to what I was dealing with. I'm like, what do you mean I'm posting against the truth? And then he, and he sent me to Romans 1 or Romans 1 or 2 where it talks about suppressing the truth. Mm. So it's a, there's something in you that wants to come out, but you're suppressing it by putting a veil over your face as if, oh, I love Aaron, but really there's something. The truth was you were frustrated. I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to make you safe to bring it to the light. Yes. And so I was like, I didn't know what to say. So I started saying, well, the music is going on and we're worshiping. You love, I don't know if you heard it. I'm like, Lord, I hate him. I, okay, I just, I hate him. Like, oh, I hate when he does this. And, I, and then I felt like I was safe to say all the things I was saying about Aaron. And as I'm hearing it, I'm like, I sound silly. And the Lord's like, okay, are you done? And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And he said, I need you to go to First uh, John 4. So I go there, I flip there, and then I start reading and for help, because I, you know, got to go there really fast. Let's see. Here it is right here. This, this is the winning part. <laughs> and so I'm reading this thing, and, and he's, he, he tells me to read it. I read all of chapter four. And then he says, read seven again. I read it again. I read it again. This is beloved. Let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So he's like, you see it? And I'm like, no, I don't see it. He said, read it again. So I read it again, and I saw what God was saying. He was like, he says, he asked me three questions. One was like, who am I? I said, you're love. And he says, okay, who are you born of? I said, you. So what have you born of? And I said, God, who am I? Love. He said, who are you born of? I'm born of love. 
He says, so, he says, so he addressed it, what I was feeling towards Aaron as it was not actually mm. in me. Mm. And then I said, so I'm like, okay, well, Lord, what do I do with that? And he says, read it again. And it says, beloved, let us love one another. <laughs> he says, you need to let what's in you out. Mm. And I was like, okay, what did I do? So after that, the Lord gave me uh, uh, the Corinthians where it talks about what love is. So I started naming. Alzavian is patient. Alzavian is kind. Alzavian is long-suffering. Wow. So I started doing that with Aaron, and then the Lord spoke this to me. And it was killing me. And the Lord, I was like, Lord, why didn't you teach me this in Dallas? He says, well, I can't teach the pride, but I can teach the humble. And I felt like I had humbled myself when I was like, I need help. God, help mm. me. Mm. And then after that, the Lord spoke to me this. And I asked him, I was like, why do I feel like I'm dying? He said, you're dying to pride. You're dying to, to trying to be right. Like, I did not want to, I didn't want God to tell me that. I mean, but he rebuked me. I needed that. But this is the dangerous part of this moment was God told me, he says, I asked the Lord because I had got really close to uh, Joe. And I was like, well, and I started comparing Joe to Aaron and how fast I got connected to Aaron, uh, how fast I got connected to Joe and, and how we're still, me and Aaron are still on that, that wagon. And the Lord says, what did you do with Joe? And I said, I just asked him his story. And he told me, and I felt love from within. And he says, well, you probably don't know who Aaron is. And that day, you remember I told you that mm -hmm. riot was going on? I said, Aaron, I don't think I know Aaron Tedeschi. And in that moment on, the Lord spoke to Aaron about the whole situation. And we start sharing our stories. I got teared up and crying. We're all wrecked, people serving <laughs> us, but we're just crying and loving on each other and eating a meal together. And I shared my story, but mostly you shared your story. And mm -hmm. I felt connected and I saw how why Aaron's the mm. way Aaron is. And it made me mm. open my heart yeah. up more. And we're still on this journey. Yeah, we are. You know? So we just, we had never really communicated. Like I had heard most of your story mm -hmm. and he hadn't heard really any of my story. Right. And I could feel that he was annoyed at me, <laughs> I, but I didn't know why. <laughs> and I, I didn't feel safe to bring that to the light. And mm -hmm. I think neither of us really felt safe. Yeah. bringing something to the light because there was this, we didn't really know each other and, mm -hmm. and the grace of God made it possible for us to know each other deeper than just in the spirit. Like, um, like we know each other yeah. for real and we're still walking this mm -hmm. out. Like we were in Cincy and we're still, yeah. it's, but it's just Cincy was even di different. Yeah. Cincy was more <laughs> of like an understanding God gave yes. us and it was like, huh? and I was like, we man, began you know to what? see each other yeah, right away. Aaron, Guys, this is dangerous, but a lot of people know Aaron is like in order with his life. Like when he wakes up, same thing he do in the morning is the same thing he do at night, but reverse. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like it's a system. And I'm like, that's holy. You know, I want a system, you know. I'm like, and then you go into the, uh, <laughs> and since I went into the closet, you know, all my stuff just dashed over on the corner side. My man has his Q-tips in order, his toothbrushes in order. Everything is pointing the same direction. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you said toothbrushes. Does he have more than one? Well, yeah, some, I don't know. <laughs> but, Let's leave that. Let's leave well enough alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
first of all, <laughs> I think you guys know, and this is we're just giving you guys a peek into our journey and our friendship and our story. We we not only try to read the Bible and know the Word of God, but to apply it to our lives in any and every situation. So it's not just some message we preach from a pulpit. We try to live it out yeah. in our lives. And so you guys have demonstrated that. You have modeled that um, in so many ways. Um, I do believe this is a now prophetic word. I believe we're in a famine of brotherly love, mm-hmm. of true, sincere yeah. like care for one another. Um, speak to the people that are watching, listening, and right now they have... They're, they're right there. They're either on staff with someone at church. They go to church wow. with people. They're on the sa- they, they have the same vision statement, and yet in their hearts, they're not connected. They're withdrawn. Mm. I want each of you just to exhort, encourage, pray for these people um, and, and help them lean into this and to find freedom, to find connection. Why, why, why risk it? Because yeah. it feels risky. Yeah. It yeah. feels dangerous. Yeah. Um, so just... As we close, I want each of you to to maybe speak straight to those listening. Um, you know, we've got people listening from around the world mm-hmm. that are facing a number of issues. There's people listening right now. They're estranged from their mom, from their dad, from family members. And what you guys, you guys' story is an is a an experience of the reconciliation of the gospel. Um, and so we want to see that multiplied. If you're listening to this podcast, we don't want you to just listen. <laughs> move on, yeah. carry on, don't listen to this, and then still have relationships mm-hmm. that are busted uh-huh. and broken. This mm-hmm. is your sign. Mm-hmm. Should I, God, should I call my mom? God, should I call my dad? Should I, should I reach back out to that pastor? Yes, this yeah. is your sign. Yes. Get right, not just with God, but with people. I love yeah. what you read that first John 4. Mm-hmm. If we love one another, we're from the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just briefly, y'all, Exhort them, speak yeah. to them. Um, I would say this to you guys listening. Um, one thing is do not boast against the truth. Find mm-hmm. out where you're suppressing and holding on to the truth that what's in you. Like when I when I got first John four and I read that, God God gave me this revelation where I was like, Okay, I, there's I there's love in me. I have something to give. And and it, it, it takes a, a considering of like what God has put in us. And, and that's what I see. I see us as, as love. We are love. Like yeah. I am our man. We are love. <laughs> you are love. And, and that's the truth. So You're good. born of love. And, and don't, do not, do not take, like it's, it's just I don't know. I explain it to say like you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. before God first, and then you can be honest with your brothers and people around you. But you have to like settle the accounts in your heart so that you can open your heart to another. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm hearing you say yeah. is you know you got real with God first, yeah, and you spilled all of that mess out to yeah. God, took the poison out of yeah. it. Right. You're like, I hate, I hate yeah. him. I'm frustrated with him. You did that before God. Yeah. Because God is safe and he can handle it. Mm-hmm. And he washed you. Yeah, he did. And he gave you yeah. a heavenly perspective and he strengthened your own soul mm-hmm. to go to your brother. Yeah. And so I'm hearing you say that. I'm hearing you say to people, get honest with God before the Lord, alone in secret. Yes. Pour out that mess. Pour out yeah. the 
the nastiness that you feel. Get it out. Get your. That's what God yeah, told yeah, you. Yeah. Are you finished? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what did he do? And this is your humility. Yeah. Is He said, are you finished? You said, I'm finished. And he said, now let me give you my word. And he led you because you're a man of the word. He led you to the word. Mm-hmm. And you took that and you obeyed yes. the truth. Yes. And that's where mm. the fruit came yes. from. And so take that. Yeah. Take that, guys, out of this man's life, this testimony, and apply that. Vent before the Lord. Pour out your heart. This is what yes. David did. Pour out your heart before the Lord, but then receive his word to you. And if you don't have one, go read 1 John 4. You have it, right? So true. He'll speak yeah. to you. What would you say? I would just say it's so worth it. Brotherly love is mm-hmm. so worth it. It's so worth maybe a few moments of tension, maybe a day of tension. Just bring it to the light, whatever it is. Bring it to the light. Um, confront them. In humility, ask. I think mm-hmm. if I would have just asked, hey, what's <laughs> what's up? Yeah. Um, we could have resolved things yeah. so much sooner. Um, and, and not to be afraid of bringing something to the light. Just going in humility um, because it's worth it. It's mm. completely worth it. Mm. So good. It's a fruit in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. Love manifested. Yeah. The last week we felt this manifestation of love just around us and around people. Yeah, bringing it to the light silenced the deceitfulness of sin Sin, about one another. We were both listening to the deceitfulness Mm -hmm. of sin. So when we brought it to the light, we were able to see each other rightly Mm -hmm. the way that he sees us. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, this is my final word I would give to you. Um, Most people I don't think are willing, and we said this before in this episode, like normally in this situation, how many times have we seen it? You said, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. I, I'm going to yeah. go find another group of people. And so then you go and you find another group of people and God's faithful. And he allows that same issue to crop up there. So true. And, and we're committing. We, we know that we, there's reasons we stumble. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we sin against one yeah. another. Not because, but because we're still maturing. And love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. It covers, it leans in and it covers. And it's yeah. Yeah, like what you said, it's worth it. It's worth it finding a group of people that God's called you to and sticking with it and mm-hmm. not just saying, I'm going to throw in the town, go, go start over somewhere new. And so I just want to commend you guys, bless you guys. And those of you watching, I want to tell you, if you're struggling to mm-hmm. find community, find uh, that connection, you have a choice. You can choose to walk with people that are broken, that are hurt, that aren't perfect, and you can walk in love, like Alzavian said, and you can cover people that are broken. And there's a connection on the other side of that that's so holy and so beautiful. Yeah. So we bless yeah. you guys with that. I hope it's encouraging. Just as Peter said, if there's someone that's coming to mind as you were listening to this, I would encourage you, reach out to them. Ask them to meet, apologize, make steps towards reconciliation because we, as Corinthians says, are in the ministry of reconciliation. I charge you to live out this gospel message. We love you. We bless you. Be brave.